0: We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners.
1: Thank God it's
0: And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's Carlo Ritchie, Alex Lee and Rebecca De Unamuno. And with today's live music, it's the teeny tiny Stevie's. Yay! They can't applaud themselves because we've safely put them behind glass. Because we know that musicians are naturally germy. <laughs> and because they sound better behind glass so that that we can mix them. Uh, Welcome. Thank you for coming in. Let us check first that you're up with this week's news. Who needs to get a jog on when it comes to the jab?
2: Well, we're going to get a hub this is all very exciting. We haven't had an entertainment hub for ages. We're going to have a vaccination hub, which I just think hubs are exciting, <laughs> just in general. So when I hear the word hub, I'm like, I'm there. I don't care if I have to travel. But uh, the vaccine rollout, let's say it's been problematic, is probably the most diplomatic way to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've had the issues with the EU. We've been told that they've denied us um, doses of the vaccine. Well, they have. Well, yes, yes. Well, see, I'm now just say we've been told. I mean, I'm a customer- I <laughs> As unaccustomed as
0: I am, to saying the Prime Minister is right. The Prime Minister is right.
2: <laughs> I just say, I preface everything now, we've been told. I have to wait for it to be proven. Uh, and, uh, and now, yeah, so the New South Wales government's just decided there's going to be a hub in Homebush where you can get your vaccines up to 60,000. Vaccines yeah, 30,000
0: in H- Homebush and 30,000 in 100 other places. That's yeah. right,
2: that's right. And But I don't know. I don't, I, I, as I said, I'm just excited. There's a hub. I haven't seen many people these last 12 and a half months, or almost half months. Now you've to see
0: 30,000.
2: No, I want to yeah. go see 30,000. So you're, you're just going for the entertainment value. <laughs> I'm just going for the social interaction. The
0: I, I, I talked to one of my friends in, in England who's, I think, 72, and he said they're doing it by age. So that when he went down to the local GP, it was with exactly his cohort oh. from the town. He'd grown up with, he said it was the best social occasion in the that world as all, all these people he'd been to school with and grown up That's with, it was fabulous. I
1: knew we could also check it. out everyone and see, like, ooh, they haven't aged well. Like <laughs> you can really just get a good idea. Right? I, can I'm looking find, good. I can find
2: my life partner there. That's even more exciting. <laughs> Across a crowded vaccination hub, our eyes met. Yes. That sort of thing. We <gasps> we've I'm both even got more
0: excited. And once you've both vaccinated, providing you wait the <laughs> two right. weeks, you can kiss. I
2: can kiss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you think it's going, it's not going that well, but we'll be all right in the end?
3: I mean, it's interesting. Like, I don't know if they can still call it a rollout. You know, <laughs> I mean, like rollout. You sort of you see that as something that is ongoing and big, and uh, you know, yeah. has a lot of weight behind it. I feel it feels almost like a little drip out. You know, yeah. um, It doesn't
0: sound so good if the prime minister makes that speech. We're dripping
1: out the. <laughs> yeah. We're
3: slowly getting out there. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I I imagine it will eventually get there. We're very lucky, I suppose, in that. Um, it's not a
0: huge priority for Australia. Well, not for a moment. young person like you. You're fine. You're know, I'm licking
3: doorknobs every day, Richard. I'm <laughs> spitting everywhere I can. You know, I'm, I'm doing my bit. I mean, at my
0: age, they need to rush the thing to me. Come on. Uh, Alex, what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, we're 3.4 million short of a 4 million target. Like, that is, you know, that's, that's, that's not going to get us any good grade. That's pretty short. And I think the problem is that, there was so much fanfare about how well we were doing. You remember it was like a political campaign. They were slapping the Liberal logo on it, all the ads oh. and it's like, well, I bet they wish they were really just rolling back that Then They're
0: going the green <laughs> logo on. Yeah, like, like yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think the hub is a great idea. Mm. I think since they're doing it at Homebush, I think why not give the responsibility to the people who are running the Easter show, right? Like there is a a huge logistical operation. Do you want the Pfizer show bag or the AstraZeneca (laughs) show bag? (laughs) The AstraZeneca one is cheaper, but there are some extra things in it. You might not want and It's worse than birdie beetles. Um, You know, it's potentially a lot of fatal activities there and somehow people manage to not get killed. So I think, yeah, let's just start popping them in the the show bag. The
0: society, the Royal Easter show society running the whole show. Now who, who turned on a Turnbull this week? Who turned on a Turnbull?
3: That was uh, the Environment Minister, Matt Keane, turned down, uh, well, had to rescind his uh, offer of Turnbull being the head of, uh, I'm now forgetting what the name was. Net,
0: well, it was complicated. It was Net Zero and Clean Energy Advisory Board, I think.
3: Yes, yes. It's very hard to make a fun acronym when there's a Z in it. But yes, so they've had the N Z C E
0: A B. Ah, Nisca.
2: Look
3: <laughs> um, But yes, they had to rescind Turnbull's invitation because of his comments about wanting a moratorium on coal. You mm-hmm. know, um, because they were worried that it would cost them the Hunter by election. That's right. Um, you know, but you can't really blame someone if you're if you're putting them into a position where they're meant to advise on trying to get a stra- uh, New South Wales to net zero. If they suggest that maybe the key to doing that is getting rid of one of the largest contributors to emissions,
0: <laughs> how dare
3: you? Yeah.
0: How? Oh,
3: Get that man out here! I thought the answer would be more cold.
0: But <laughs> I thought the funny thing was when Mackey in his press conference he said, "Look, I was just worried that Mister Turnbull's big personality might distract from uh, you know from the issues." And he said, "Mate." We've all known he's had a big personality <laughs> yeah. for three decades. He can't <laughs> yeah. have come as news to you. Yeah, exactly. In the
1: last week, he's really developed quite a large personality. I <laughs> oh, no. He was always a quiet, quiet, shy, retiring type. He was, he was type so quiet
2: me. during the, <laughs> the,
0: the the Republic debate.
3: That's
2: right. That's <laughs> right. He's not very good in public. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, this is a really quiet guy. No big ambitions yeah. that we'll be able to tell us. Very just small, small, small
2: ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll go yeah. quietly off into the night, yeah. don't you worry.
1: But it's now the third time that he's been dumped by the Liberal Party yeah, over I climate know. policy. I mean, you know, to lose two jobs <laughs> over climate policy is carelessness. But maybe if you lose three, it's a sign that maybe this isn't the party for you. Yeah. They have
2: to say to him, it's not, it's not, it's not me, it's you. It's you. <laughs> uh, last question from this
0: week's news. Uh, who was in a Scrabble to get back on the board? who was in a Scrabble to get back on the board. Well, these
1: were the um, the Australian Scrabble Championships. Like, Yay. extreme sport is back in Australia. <laughs> yeah. We're here. Uh, so this yeah, is the
0: first ha- in the world since COVID, face-to-face Scrabble. Yeah. competition. Yeah. We've
1: got Hamilton and we've got Scrabble. Like, <laughs> what, how amazing is that? Um, yeah, lots of players. There was, um, I think the oldest player was 87 and the youngest one was 8, which yeah. is Incredible! I saw pictures of this like little boy yeah. just like his eyes barely go over the th- top th- of the table. Thrashing
0: everybody, actually. Thrashing them. Yeah. I'm just,
1: yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I actually have a very specific memory of being eight years old and correcting my teacher in year three when she stupidly spelt the word ballet on the board with a T. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, excuse, excuse me, me, Miss Cross. Uh, I believe you put a T there where it's clearly an A-Y. <laughs> so I was really the worst kind so of you So you'd
0: be terrific at Scrabble.
1: Oh, so Yeah. You. If I got to, uh, you know, choose seven-letter
0: seven words all the time, fifty bonus. Did, uh, are, you, are you either of you a Scrabble player? Do you no, think you as could... a
2: kid, as a kid, we used to play Scrabble. We had a kids' version of it, which had pictures on the board as well oh. to help give you clues as to words that you could spell out using certain letters and stuff. So, yeah. which was what, quite cool. A picture cool. of an ox to so show them. Like, yeah, so the <laughs> ox, and then you, you would have to make the words and then spell them. Oh. So it was kind of teaching you how to spell the words. Then we moved to the adult Scrabble board, which I remember being this. Were there pictures on that no, too? No pictures on that. Very different pictures. Um, there were no pictures on that, but it was this. I just remember it, my mum must have had it for years because it was just this musty-smelling, dust-covered. It was this beautiful burgundy lid and everything. It was quite an elaborate Scrabble wow. board. It was yeah. You the felt, most
0: elaborate is the luxury the, the luxury Scrabble what's set. That like? It's got wooden a, tiles. It's got wooden tiles and, and, a, and a lady a lazy Susan.
2: <laughs> so you oh, can jeeps. eat Chinese food as well as
0: <laughs> No, Rebecca. Tell us
2: You get that dictionary <laughs> flying you'd,
0: around. You put your pieces in and then you swing the whole thing around on Great. its little feet. That's on, great. on its lazy Susan. Yeah. so it can face the other player. My yeah. parents
2: have been doing a lot of jigsaw puzzles um, during this whole COVID experience and I suggested that they get something similar to that to do their puzzles on so that you can do a little bit and then spin mm-hmm. it to your partner and show them on the other side of the oh, table what fun. you've done. Or they
0: could. Do I, don't, I, do don't, I don't want to comment <laughs> about your parents' marriage but they could just sit side by side. <laughs>
2: how <laughs> how dare you Richard, how dare
0: you? <laughs> it's COVID. Yeah. They're
2: staying safe. They're being COVID safe. <laughs> they the haven't dunam- been to the hub yet, they haven't been to the yeah, hub. The
3: dunam- us <laughs> haven't sat together for nine on yeah. twelve years. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago. Now I
0: know, Carla, that Glen Innes is far too busy and sophisticated to ever have board games, but you must have played once or twice.
3: Oh, I dabbled you know. I, I No, I did play. I played a little bit of Scrabble um, back in the day. I wasn't particularly good at it, but I had that sort of really arsy tendency to learn all those. Fiddly little words oh, that used man. all the bad letters. Like, oh, I hate that. You know, like Zo, the XO for a type of sheep. Oh, I hate that person. Yeah. Ch- the, X-I the, for the, a,
0: the AI, which is a two toed South American sloth. <laughs> which we all know and
3: love. i set my very existence by the, the fact of that tiny two toed sloth.
1: The rule in my house was always. If mum thinks it's a word then you get to play it. Oh, oh nice. that was I like the that thing. It was I just like, that. The, like so there's geez.
0: there's the Oxford dictionary, right? Mm-hmm. There's the Macquarie dictionary, and then above both of those oh, yeah, there's Alex's the dictionary mother. of
1: mum. And if she'll <laughs> say, "What does that even mean?" But then she knows all these old-fashioned words that we would never heard of. But yeah, so it's, you know, it's it, it's a flawed system, but it works for her.
0: Did you want a good one from my from my time in linotype's in oh, yeah. old
3: old-fashioned newspapers? It's the Richard Glover Scrabble special. This is
0: true. E M and E N are printer's measures. Is just, that right? Just oh. put that away and you'll I'm find that. Carlo young man, you'll find that very beneficial.
2: <laughs> Scrabble <laughs> challenge tonight. <laughs> time. Yes. Uh
0: Carlo Ritchie is here, so is Alex Lee and so is Rebecca De Unamuno.
2: Thank God it's Friday.
0: With Richard Glover. Uh, w- w- did you have music when you were, when you were growing up?
2: I don't recall it, really. I just listened to mum and dad's music, but not nothing that was specific no, with the kids. No,
0: that was an idea that came yeah, with yeah, later like, on. Yeah, yeah. I reckon
2: The Wiggles for me was the first time, I, and High Five around that time was the first time I saw anything that was Oh, apart from, you know, overseas artists, yeah. but in Australia Because when you were a kid,
0: music meant either if you were lucky enough to have a sibling, you know, it meant yeah. whatever they were listening yeah. to, uh, or it was your parents' records. Always
2: my parents. And, and they still they have albums. My, like Mum's got original Beatles albums and, you know, the soundtrack to Hair and all these amazing things. So uh, I'm thankful that I had that knowledge, but I, I bet my parents wished I'd had the toilet training could... song. <laughs> Rather than the age of Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Did you have music when you were?
3: No, had... music was banned in Glennis <laughs> from 1980. Eight to 1997. Yeah. And so it was
0: that, that when the mayor was anti-music. Anti-music, yeah. Yeah. but
3: luckily a young, And anti-dancing,
0: I think they made a film about that's it.
3: That's right, yeah, a young boy came to town and taught us all the joy of music again and... Um, it was a real thrill. Nine ninety seven got to listen to the Spice Girls and yeah. just live life to the max. Because,
0: you'd, you'd have caught up with all the music that had been banned in the town. Oh,
3: called. yeah, and there's quite a lot of it when you've never heard music before. Oh, it it's,
0: it's really is music to your ears, I have to say. Thank God it's Friday. And ABC Radio New South Wales, thank God it's Friday on your radio. With us is Carlo Ritchie. His Bear Pack show, which is hilarious, improvisational theatre, is coming as part of the Sydney Comedy Festival. Soon he's also got a solo show on May 5 and May 7. Alex Lee is here from The Feed, which you can see on SBS every Tuesday at 10pm. And Rebecca De Unamuno, you can catch her show at the Sydney Comedy Festival as well. She's on April 29 to May 1 at the Enmore Theatre. She doesn't have to fill the whole lot on at the smaller venue in the MW that, Theatre. That's right, that's right. Uh, I just wanted to alarm you that you've got 2,000 people no, to find. No, that's
2: okay, that's okay. I'm doing that a couple of weeks later <clears throat> doing a theatre sports show, so oh, yeah, yeah well, i get that feel. <laughs> a
0: bit of improvisation. Uh, well, we've seen uh, Rebecca's improvisation. We've seen, but it's Carlo's turn today to take on the Wheel of Death. But a celebration this week of restaurants, in particular the first restaurant you ever ate at, normally taken to by your parents as an insanely sophisticated treat, and what was it for you? Was it Sizzler? Was it KFC? Was it the local Chinese or something rather grander? We've heard so many excited stories this week from people remembering their first restaurant experience at age 10 or 15 or in some cases 27. Do you remember what you ordered and where you went? Alex Lee.
1: Yes, I have very strong memories of going to a Chinese restaurant near our house called the Imperial Peking, which I think is still there in Blakehurst. And like my family is Chinese, so I've had Chinese food before, but I think that Chinese. Australian cuisine is a very specific thing unto itself. <laughs> you know, you don't have a not as much sweet and sour chicken in China, I believe. But it, you know, <laughs> they do it here the best in Australia. And you know, I just and remember did your did,
0: you, did your mother agree that the Australian version was superior to her <laughs> own? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh well, we didn't even get to have that. That was just a special treat. It was like lolly chicken. It was amazing. But I specifically remember the bomb Alaska being mm. this amazing monstrosity, really, in hindsight, (laughs) which is just ice cream covered in cake, covered in meringue, covered in fire. Set alight. <laughs> yeah. Set I don't a think, enough, again, I don't think traditionally a Chinese dish, but you could only get it there and it was just mad. <laughs> I, I used
0: to work at the Hilton Hotel in the ballroom and when you had a special event, the waiters would line up with bomb there were 20 waiters there and you had to hold the bomb <gasps> up in the Whoa. sky and you'd stand there waiting to go in be- between the, sw- you know, behind the swing doors and then the chief waiter would come and light all 20 bomb <laughs> Alaskers, and then you would walk through and the crowd would cheer and it's the best experience I've ever had in show business. Wow.
1: It's like the opening ceremony of the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And that
2: before the days of um, smoke alarms and sprinklers.
0: Fantastic. So where did you go,
3: Carlo? Um, The first restaurant I can really remember being taken to, was a restaurant in the Glen District Services Club called the Crystal Room, which was this sort of plush restaurant. I think it's still the same decor, like a like I'd say 980s very garish carpet and booth seats but it was it was the sort of fancy restaurant um at the time what did you have um I, I really think I had cutlets. I had, lamb, I had that age-old Um But I do remember trying, we had oysters. It was the first time I ever had an oyster at that time. Very I,
0: wise choice if coming from an inland town. Yes, yeah, you know,
3: <laughs> if you can't see the sea, that's the perfect time to just crack into an oyster, I think. Um, and all of it was to the music of There was this old German man from Bremen and he used to play selected show tunes on a little piano in the corner and uh, nothing really gets the oysters down. Like a German man playing the
0: keyboard, I tell you why. You see, you could have put the steak and the oysters together. You could have had a have yourself a carpet bag steak.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or well, lamb, cutlets and oysters. It's like a surf and turf f- for, the, for the farming man.
0: <laughs> Rebecca, do you remember?
2: Well, this this topic just is amazing because over Easter I was chatting with my parents and my dad said, what was the name of that restaurant we used to go to when you were kids? And I straight away never thought, I hadn't thought of this in like over 40 years, I reckon, and I just went Lamoise and he the went Lamoise. It was a Chinese restaurant called Lamoise and uh, in the Eastern suburbs. And I would have been about three or four the first time I was taken there. And, uh, it was just, I just loved the name. I used to say it a lot as a kid. Lamoise, Lamoise.
0: doesn't sound very Chinese.
2: Well, I'm saying it kind of French, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> La <Moise>. Um <laughs> And it was the head waiter to... called Pierre. Yeah. By <laughs> it was really weird. It was, yeah. it was, it was Chinese, it was but they served
0: a lot of snails. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> l'orange.
2: Yeah, it was. Like, we'd have you know. Cr- <laughs> anyway, croque monsieur,
3: all the classic all Chinese. Them, all
2: <laughs> of them. All of them. But I would only ever order the fried rice. I refused to try anything, and I wasn't adventurous at all in my eating when I was a kid. And I would order the fried rice, but then I absolutely hated peas, and I still to this day hate peas. So I spent half the meal, and it was probably a perfect. thing thing for my parents to keep me amused i would spend half the meal trying to remove All of the peas from the fried rice before I would eat it.
3: My partner is exactly the same. hates peas like in fried rice. They ruin
2: everything, like peas and sultanas. Enough.
3: See, I love (laughs) them. I love peas so much. Like, I think, I think that's going to be like my version when I'm like a parent of like, hey, Mum's going out for the weekend. Let's (laughs) crack into some (laughs) peas. (laughs)
2: I've saved the good stuff at the back of the cupboard. Snuck
3: some peas into your tuck box. (laughs) Don't tell Mum.
2: But but when we were in high school, we we decided we were going to dine out on our own, and I remember. This being the first um, restaurant that we took ourselves to as you know, young high school students, junior years, was the Pizza Hut all you could eat nights. Yeah. Did you ever go to those? They were wow. What an exciting experience that was! So was there was uh,
0: a sort of salad involved, or there not? was a
2: salad bar. There was a dessert bar, a separate dessert bar where you could just go nuts. And uh, and we discovered a few hacks. Uh, you had to um, save room in your tummy for all the delicious toppings, uh, so you didn't eat the bases. So people would just peel off the topping or not eat the crust of the base. And you never ordered the pan, you know, the deep yeah. dish one. No, but it is
0: always just- a war, isn't it, between the the owner of the restaurant and the clientele? You know, which was solved uh, in the, the Sim- case of Sizzler with the yeah. evil cheese toast oh. because they'd put the cheese toast at the beginning of the line so mm-hmm. all the kids would eat so much cheese toast they'd be out vomiting in the car park, <laughs> <laughs> leaving all the expensive ingredients untouched. <laughs> oh,
2: that cheese toast was worth it, though. Gee, that was good toast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's Friday.
2: Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Carlo
0: Richie is here, Alex Lee and Rebecca De Unamuno. It is time for The Wheel of Death. Carlo's going to take it on. Let me just. Move the wheel a little. Ah, here we go. Uh, today's topics are fountain pen, muddy shoes, seaweed, sardines, heartache, po- pork chops, onions, handbags, earlobes, splinters, uh, quits. Is that right? Quits. A crowbar, bar mitzvah, linen suit, fountain pen. Uh, back to fountain pen. Uh, do any of them fill you full of fear? Carlo Ritchie. Um, sardines,
3: you know. I just uh, think that's that's going to be a tough one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, no one knows. Today's topic is crowbar. Crowbar. Yeah,
3: this is a little story I um, I remember from back in my days rousing out in the Great Western Plains. Um, it was a it was a particularly blue summer. I remember it for the colour and for the and for the feeling that sort of hang over me. That deep, deep summer. I used to do a bit of rouse abouting back in those days to. Uh, to pay off my debt as a high-powered city barrister. Uh, it, was, it was a fun time, busting crooks in the city and then heading back out west and doing a bit of wool classing. 17 microns, 18 microns, we'd, we'd feel it all by hand and bloody hell, we'd love it. Anyway, uh, this particular time, I, I was out there and we had about 3,000 head of sheep that we had to get through. And wouldn't you know it, at the start of the day, three of the sheep all decided to go into the shoot at once. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a lot like being a high-class big city barrister when you've got a too many clients coming in with their high-end white-collar crime. It's exactly like that when you're out there in the, <laughs> the shearing shed and three sheep go into the chute at the same time. It's exactly the same. Exactly. And when I said that to the high, the full bench of the high court... They they wouldn't accept it as evidence. But sometimes you win them, sometimes you lose them. And in this case, we won them. Three sheep, that is, that had all gone on the chute at the same time. Now, at that time, we didn't have any means of prying things from a narrow space into a larger space. And there was an old friend of mine named by Bill Waxley, and we used to call him Crow because he was always eating our lunches straight out of our hands. <laughs> oh, Bill. I had to sue him later in my job as a high-powered barrister on the high court of the big city. Anyway, Bill, Bill had an idea. He used to carry a walking stick as an affectation, took himself to be a bit of a wizard of the bush. Uh, he didn't his legs were fine, but he loved that walking stick. Now, Bill said, why don't we jimmy this here, this here stick in around the sheep and use the walls of the chute as a fulcrum to ledge him out of there? And we all thought it was a pretty crackpot idea, so we set fire to Bill behind the sheds. And Burn he did. But his idea did work, and we felt bad for what we had done to Bill later that afternoon. But sometimes things happen. <laughs> we called the bar, the crow bar in Bills <laughs> Honor. And it's a wonder to me that none of us went to prison for what we did. But then again, I am a high-powered barista from the big city.
0: Hello, Richie. <laughs> He <laughs> took a very dark turn.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> really great Bill. Bill. You said the word roustabout <laughs> yes. that he yes. got there as stimulus. Very Elvis <laughs> Presley yeah, of you.
3: Yeah. any time you can get, <laughs> interesting, get it He
2: had in. an
0: interesting life in two halves, that character, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he was a city barrister, did he have the same gruff manner?
3: I like to imagine so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to imagine so. I like to
0: think he used a lot more sheep analogies in court.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank God it's Friday on your radio. Does he live? Or does yeah. he die?
1: L- live.
2: Does he live? live. 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 Yeah. Yes,
1: live.
0: <laughs> he lives.
1: Unlike poor
3: Bill. Yeah. Unlike <laughs> poor God rest Bill. Him. His remnants
0: are still to be found. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, it's like a waltzing Matilda sort of version. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. His ghost can be seen <laughs> around the back of, of that the wool shit. shed. <laughs> And it's emerged this week that most people have a nickname for their robotic vacuum cleaners, the most popular being Rosie, I read after the robotic maid in the Jetsons, Alfred after the butler in Batman, or Dusty, since they pick up dust. Which inanimate (laughs) objects in your household have names, and do you think it helps them do a better job? job. Alex Lee.
1: Well, I'm just amazed that most people have robot vacuum yeah, no. cleaners. <laughs> Who are these money bags? I don't have a robot vacuum cleaner, I don't have a robot anything.
0: They're not that flash, uh, to be honest. I, mean, I don't have one, but they're just, they're kind of little bzzz, and they hit the wall. They don't do a good job. <laughs> you know, they just hit the wall like some stupid thing and bounce off it. And, oh. yeah.
2: Whereas I'd rather hit the wall with my own vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So right.
1: Yeah. i um, I, th- You know, I've got a regular vacuum cleaner, like the, the pauper that la-dee-da. I am. <laughs> I think we could call it uh, middle child because it's often forgotten about. Um, I'm also trying to, uh, sort of a propaganda thing at the moment with the vacuum cleaner because my two-year-old son is obsessed with machines and trucks. And I think technically that it is a type of truck, the so vacuum cleaner. So why doesn't he try to it push it? It makes noise. Yeah. It's got wheels. It lights up. So, you know... Um, or maybe the teeny tiny Stevie's hmm. can do a song about it and help yeah. me push my cause yeah. in that direction. You yeah. know, the child, child is two foot high
0: and the handle of the vacuum is five foot high, but still, he just should try. Hilarity ensues.
3: Let's <laughs> <laughs> you
2: need a ride on vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh, that's that's one the of thing. Those. Maybe
1: I could strap him onto a Roomba yeah. and then it could be like free babysitting.
0: <laughs> 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 well, but maybe you need to name the vacuum cleaner to inspire your child. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, sucky truck. (laughs) It's not great, but it's a start. (laughs) Sucky truck in more ways than one.
2: Uh.
1: I think that would
0: speak to a two-year-old. Do do you name appliances, Rebecca?
2: No, I don't name anything, uh, but my mum does. Uh, Her car at the moment is Pearl. That's based on the colour. It's a Mm -hmm. pearl white car, so she calls it Pearl. The old car was Nifty, which was short for the Nifty Nissan. (laughs) There's all these (laughs) different names. She names things at, at the drop of a hat, but I was... Thinking the niftyness, the it was nifty for short. But I thought, what if giving, if I gave inanimate objects rather than them do a better job at what they're supposed to do? Maybe I should give them a name in order for them to do a specific job.
0: Well, it might inspire
2: them. So yeah, to, to you know, to diversify mm-hmm, as it were. Mm-hmm. So I thought, um, I'd like my shower to be called Clean It Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it's my <laughs> least favourite household chore is cleaning the shower. Do you think because the shower I needs – uh,
0: look, I just don't know. People spend a lot of time cleaning the shower, but every time you have a shower – the shower has a shower. Not the way I
3: Not... have a shower, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah it's, the, it's the dealing with the, you know... The, the, the scum. The scum Don't of the Don't talk shower. about
0: Carlo like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> shower scum, it's a nickname from way back. Uh, I'd like to call my oven recipe suggestions uh, in the hopes mm-hmm. that I open the door suddenly. They're suggesting a three-course meal. I could handle that. Uh, I'd like my mirror to be renamed age-defying, <laughs> if possible. I'd love it to do that job. And uh, I do, I, actually, I have told a lie this whole time. I, I have named uh, one item in my room and it's my bed and it's called nothing to see here.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Carla, Richard, do you name
0: the inanimate objects of your life? Yeah, I mean,
3: very similar to Beck's mum there. I, I have a habit of naming cars. Um, uh, our current car is called Dahi because it was its licence plate. Um, but my old, I had an old white 1986 Toyota Hilux, which I called Mjol. Is that the number? It's played? it's the it's Icelandic for um, old white snow. But I also thought it was
0: quite fit, fitting for like Mjol Ute. You know, oh Mjol Ute. Yeah. yeah. I should explain at this point that Carlo Ricci is a scholar of Old Icelandic, <laughs> Icelandic language. He really is. <laughs>
3: Not of the Old Icelandic language. Just that I just I like to dabble in the Germanic <laughs> languages. Um. But uh, then the other one that was always funny is my housemates and I we used to always get Ryan Caraway bread and we used to we just started calling it Ryan Caraway and it just became this thing like you want to go and see our old friend Mr. Ryan Caraway and uh, <laughs> code for making a sandwich or something like that. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the extent of mine, naming bread. Yeah, I
0: just think if you name the car, it helps it with its process because then you can remonstrate with it when it's going slowly up the hill and oh, you can come go, come on, come on, come on, you come, on, come Your on, energy, come on, Nifty. <laughs> come on, Nifty. <laughs> yeah. When you're out bashing the alternator with a hammer to get me old to start, yeah. really has a good person to channel the anger at. That's right. You can't just treat them like nothing and expect them to work for you. <laughs> uh, Carla Ricci is here, Alex Lee and Rebecca De Unamuno. Now, um, uh, the actor... Orlando Bloom has revealed his morning routine. It involves a mix of Buddhist chanting, eating goji berries and ingesting a collagen powder. I'm not making this up. Made from his own hair and nails Mm. uh, mixed in with some protein. What's your morning routine and how similar is it to that of Orlando Bloom? Re- Rebecca, you'd be making a collagen powder out of your own
2: well, judging, hair and nails, Judging by this, I think now my new routine will consist of me waking up and thinking of ways to get to Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> Just or get at him. What a ridiculous... Why are your own... They're, obviously, they're, they must say that... There's protein involved in those things, your nails and your yeah, hair. Yeah, that's right. So
0: instead of buying protein powder, you just make it yourself. Yeah, yeah. right.
2: So has he heard of meat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. it's just, it's just an idea. Project. Yeah. It's very have a, odd. Have
0: a lamb chop, mate. You can get one at the Glen Innes <laughs> crystal, <laughs> room. Right, and and the crystal Room. a you get Soundtrack to it. And you get, to and it and it you get too. the
2: German pianist. <laughs> yeah. It'd be perfect. I don't. I wish I had a routine that was, you know, that sort of. I do have a fairly structured routine mm-hmm. as what I in, into what I ingest. So
0: you get up out of. There's nothing to see here. I Get
2: out <laughs> of. There's nothing to see here, and I step onto the. G's. I need this replacing, uh, <laughs> and I move my way past the the room. I spend too much time in. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, with the television, and then I make my way to the nothing in the cupboards kitchen and then <laughs> I, but I...
0: Open <laughs> the oven in case there's a recipe, Tim. I
2: open <laughs> the recipes, I look in the aged flying mirror, oh, my goodness, 32, and then I I always uh, get... I drink a glass of hot water with lemon juice, fresh lemon mm. juice in it every Oh, morning. you're virtually Orlando Blue. I am. Yeah, look at with you. With exactly the same achievements in life. It's <laughs> uncanny. <laughs> What's wrong with a cup of tea? Oh, but that comes later. So oh, you have same. that right, and then you have to wait half an hour before you have your probiotic. So then you have your probiotic. So what does the
0: water do? The hot water do?
2: The, you? Well, hot, it's meant that that's very cleansing. Hot oh, water uh, with lemon it cl- helps cleanse, all your yes, yes, yeah, so it helps your yeah. liver because uh, that's what it's been doing overnight. It's been cleansing itself. So you give it a little nudge on. Come on, liver! I've got <laughs> to like heavy the shower in
1: many right, ways, isn't it? it? I've
2: got some heavy drinking to do later today. That's <laughs> so your way of I saying need you in top shape.
0: Liver, liver. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's called my. Regret past—that's <laughs> what I call that now. Uh, and then, and then it's breakfast and a cup of tea. Love a cup of tea. Stop. I gave up coffee about ten years ago, so it's always tea for me. And then you got to have breakfast, and then you follow that by three types of vitamins. Mm. That's my routine. And then I sit down and watch television and hope the phone rings.
0: How can you be this energetic, <laughs> Rebecca, in life without coffee? <laughs> what would happen if you got coffee? I, know,
2: I was told by a, nat- a naturopath once uh, that it was the worst thing I could do was drink coffee because um, I don't need any extra mm. na- stimulant it's in su- my life. Yes,
0: it's sufficient. It's, it's surplus to require. It, it is. I think next,
1: next week, let's get Beck to do have a big cup of coffee yeah. and do every single topic on the wheel of
0: death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, what's your morning routine, Alex Lee?
1: Well, uh, very similar to Orlando Bloom. Uh, you know... A big fan of Ritual. Uh, I like to start the day with a really great performance as a performer of uh, trying to pretend I'm still asleep while my baby cries and then that's a bit of a, uh, you know, it's a really nice way to do that every single day and usually um, I lose uh, that performance so I have to get up and get the kid out of bed. We like to um, try start... To, try to... to
0: berate him into doing the back, to me <laughs> yeah, oh, What
1: about this sucky truck? No. Uh, you know, I found... You know, they're TV and kids, we're not meant to do too much of it. But I think I've found a loophole where you sit in front of a yoga for kids video on the TV and then you both just sit sort of dead-eyed and motionless together, but you don't feel guilty. I like to call that deactivated yoga. Uh, and then we make a beautiful breakfast, um, you know, just a big bowl of Orlando Bloom's hair usually. Mm. Um, I, I like to try and make a nice uh, porridge with, like, um, chia seeds and oats and coconut, uh, flaked almonds for my son, and then we throw that on the floor and we eat some toast. And, yeah, that's, that's the way we do it. And
0: lashings of butter. <laughs> Carlo, Richie. What's your morning routine? Um,
3: at the moment, I've, we have a, a six-month-old puppy, and it's decided that our morning routine is that it needs to be cuddled from about the age of uh, from about five a.m. So, yeah. at about five a.m., we hear a little scratching on the door that the dog is ready for cuddle time, and then a, one of us opens the door and the dog comes in. It curls onto our arm, and then if we're lucky, we'll get a, another little bit of a sleep. Um, and then I get into the day. It's pretty nice, though, isn't it? The oh, time, yeah, you know, absolutely. I, so. I mean, nothing, nothing starts the day better than waking up thinking that you're holding your partner only to realise that it's a <laughs> dog staring into your face. You say,
0: darling, 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 I love you so much, but your nose is a bit wet.
3: <laughs> Stop licking my face, Alice. Um, and then... Our, our routine for the last little while, I've been making smoothies. Have a little mm. smoothie. Um your own hair involved? Yeah, mostly my own fingernails. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have it about once every month. Yeah. And it's very small, just a thimbleful.
0: Well that's the mystery of the Orlando Bloom thing, is where is he getting the hair and the fingernails from? Because you know well, once when- you
3: start eating them, they just grow three times <laughs> as quickly.
2: Yeah, I wonder if it is a jar on the shelf of just <laughs> nails, hair.
3: I think the thing that he's not telling us is that he's eating somebody else's nails. Like,
2: that's a good plot for a film. If you, if
3: you live near Orlando Bloom and you hear a rustling in the night, and you come out with your torch on, and there he is in the bins. He yeah. hisses away into the dark,
2: fucking. Like,
0: you if, if you wake up, yeah. you know, if you maybe you're listening to this today and you've woken up with uh, with short fingernails, and you think I'm biting my fingernails during the night. No, <laughs> that's a think new. Again. That's a new
2: thing, and everyone goes, "You've just been bloomed." <laughs>
3: very tragic, oh, isn't goodness. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, get, get on there. He's out there eating his nails and <laughs> hair so that we don't have to. You so know? that he looks beautiful on <laughs>
0: yeah. screen for us. Uh, who were the winners and losers of this week, Rebecca?
2: Uh, mine are uh, um, uh, entertainment-themed Winners. Oh, my goodness, Prince fans. If you're a Prince fan, hold on to your chairs because it's been announced that uh, his Welcome to America album is going to be released in July. Uh, He recorded it in 2010, but he he decided not to pursue it. He went Mm -hmm. on a world tour instead. So it's the last sort of... Um, album that they. Okay, but there's a kind of interesting moral
0: issue for artists, isn't it? Should the record company release an album that he didn't decide to release before he died?
2: Yeah, uh, did I read correctly, or am I making this up that the proceeds are going somewhere special? Are they? Are some part of the proceeds to, to going Sony so? Music? To Sony Music, <laughs> right? Sorry, oh, well, I don't know that if case, it's Sony. <laughs>
0: That was lightly defamed Sony music. But I've got Heroes. to say, as a, record, as a
2: fan of Prince, I kind of miss hearing a new song with that guitar playing. Mm-hmm. There's something just about his guitar playing. So you don't
0: care about the morality of it. <laughs>
2: Give me I, the music. I lost my morals a long Give me the time ago. <laughs> and my losers uh, for the week are fans of the 80s film Teen Wolf, of which I am one. I watched that movie. You're going to have to
0: remind me of Teen Teen Wolf. Wolf,
2: Michael J. Fox discovers whilst on the basketball team in high school when he gets really angry that he starts to turn into a werewolf and he decides to come out Mm. as a werewolf.
0: That would produce a lot of hair. You'd be able to have breakfast for
2: weeks. He's (laughs) in this hairy suit but he's he's a complete nerd when he's not the werewolf but when he's the werewolf... He's cool, and he he surfs, or he rides the top of a, a truck, and everybody wants to be him. They do this dance in honor of him at the prom. Oh, um, I'm not selling this, am I? Why do
0: you think it particularly <laughs> appealed to the adolescent to you? Um,
2: I loved Michael J. Fox. I was such a fan of Michael J. Fox. Everybody watched everything he was in back in the eighties, uh, and then, it, but sadly, um, the guy who played his dad. Um, in the films, James Hampton, um, he passed away today. But he's just more than just the dad in Teen Wolf. He mm-hmm. was also in uh, Sling Blade. He was in the China Syndrome. Um, he was in The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds and a, wow, a star yeah, okay. of 70s TV. So he's kind of like one of those legends that's always had an acting job, but nobody would able to, when shown a picture, say his name. Right. You know, those yeah, people right, that right, are right, yeah. really him. successful, we'll, yeah.
0: We'll make him the winner. Uh, who was the winner and loser of the week for you, Carla Ritchie? Um, for me, the loser this
3: week is uh, Sheepdogs, um, have just had a study which showed that herding by drones is actually better for sheep, yeah, um, um, for their heart rate. Their yeah. heart rate is much lower. Than and if the you drones
0: hurt- are so lovely to cuddle in <laughs> yeah, bed in the exactly. morning, aren't they? When
3: they scratch on the door <laughs> and then the blades are just sweeping around your face there at 5am. So, yes, um, there's, this, there's now a push to, you know, um, have more drones herding sheep.
1: Oh, what are the sheep dogs oh. going to do? They're going to have to retrain? Retrain? Yeah, they're going to have
3: to get tiny little propellers. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to retrain as drones. <laughs> yeah.
0: um,
3: and then the winners for, for this week is any fans of the Lord of the Rings because the 1991 Soviet Lord of the Rings was released this week on YouTube. Um, it was made on almost no budget. Without it, the
0: rights, I guess. I don't
3: know if it did have the rights, yeah. <laughs> but it is this extraordinary two-hour Lord of the Rings made on an absolute shoestring, but there's a lot of passion. There are no subtitles. And it's... um, it's, I tell you what, check it out. Winners and
0: losers. Quickly, Alex.
1: Oh, my winners of the week is Australians. We can now travel to beautiful New Zealand and experience all the beautiful nature and the fjords. And my losers is, of course, the poor New Zealanders who now have to uh, (laughs) deal with their onslaught of very loud, very annoying, very drunk Australians. Sorry, New Zealand.
0: Exactly. Please thank Carlo Ritchie, Alex Lee and Rebecca De Unamuno. Remember, you can see Carlo and Rebecca as part of the Sydney Comedy Festival. Look up the details online. Alex Lee, you can see every Tuesday, 10pm on the feed. Tommy Dean Garriek, and Angela Lovoy-Pierre will be here next week with the music. It's the swinging style of Greg Arthur and his band. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday!